Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of the Backyard Diamond. I'm your host, Bigs Daddy Cool. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, most of all, Twitter, YouTube, every major podcast platform. If you see Bigs Daddy Cool, it's me, it's me, it's that B-I-double-G. Talking about disruption in the last few months, one of my focuses in starting this YouTube podcast platform that I've been uh, wanting to get out there to people has been disruption of the hobby. I want to knock the apple cart over. For example, a few episodes ago around the beginning, I was talking about sales and how nobody likes to admit the fact that we're in sales. People just think because you throw up a shingle on the wall, you're a little card shop in some shed somewhere or some garage or... Even if you're big enough to be in some storefront on a strip mall or downtown, wherever it might be, that because you've got sports cards, you're entitled to their business. They're going to have to come in and they're going to have to see you. These days, that ain't happening. There's a lot more venues out there. It's a lot harder to make money. But trust me, there's money to be made. It's a multi-billion dollar a year business. i also been talking about shipping. How do you make that customer experience better for your end user? How do you differentiate yourself against everybody else that's on eBay or COMC or where it might be? How do you do shipping better than everybody else? Now, I know COMC, they have control of the shipping, but they do a nice job, right? And shipping the boxes and so forth. How do you, though, as an eBay user or as other platform users have your own website, have your own this or that, Etsy, Shopify, whatever you're into. How do you create that end user experience for somebody? Even if you're just selling on Twitter or Facebook, you got to create a, a user experience. Also, I've talked about branding. It goes kind of hand in hand with shipping. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there selling the exact same product as you and I, how do you differentiate yourself from everybody else out there that's selling the same stuff? You don't tell me, even Juan Soto, Vlad Guerrero, whoever the hot rookie of the day is, you're not telling me there isn't thousands and thousands of the same product, even if you're selling one-on-ones. How many one-on-ones are out there these days? Tons, right? You've got to differentiate yourself against everybody else. Talking also about non-conventional ways of marketing sports cards and sports memorabilia to not so much just the people within our family, the hobby, the collect fam, the whatever you want to call us, not just marketing to the people that are in the hobby, we'll talk about that in a minute, talking about marketing to people outside like grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles looking to find a birthday present for Johnny or Susie or whoever it might be out there that you're trying to find non-conventional ways of selling our product to people that not necessarily every day is going out and buying our product. They don't know whether to walk in and ask for a wax box at 2019 Bowman for, you know, hobby jumbo. What? Are, I, what? No, that ain't happening, right? So we got to find non-conventional ways of marketing our business to people without ripping people off, right? 
Here's the point that I want to make today. This is what had been eating at me and been harping on it in my head for the last few days. I really got to get this out. I think I'm actually sick of people calling it the hobby. I know it's been called the hobby since the 60s and the 70s. The hobby, the hobby, the hobby. I think it's been so beat into our heads that everybody just thinks of it as a hobby, right? Thinks of it as, eh, nonchalant. Well, whatever money we throw, eh, it's just a hobby. You talk about wives and husbands, they get mad at their partners or, or whoever, you know, well, I can't tell my wife how much I've spent on this. I can't tell my partner how much I've spent on this. Can't tell, you know, my aunt, my uncle, my mom, my dad, whoever it is, how much I've spent on this. What? That's a hobby? It, no. No, that's not how hobbies work. Hobbies, to me, are something like, you know, building model train sets or building car models, things like that. That's a hobby, right? This is a business. Don't tell me you're going out there buying a hobby box for $150, a Bowman or of whatever you're buying, and telling me that you don't want to turn that around into at least some return on that. At some point, nobody is going out buying any product, any wax product, not thinking of flipping something. We're flip artists, right? We are, to any degree. And how many people go out on Twitter and bitch and moan and cry whenever they don't get their value worth out of the hobby box or out of any sort of box? Don't tell me we're doing this for fun. This isn't a hobby. This is a business. And the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we turn the page to this business, the sports collectibles and memorabilia industry. They call it the industry summit. It is a business. Everybody needs to understand and look at it from terms of business. Not every box will give you an ROI cash positive promise that. Not every case will give you ROI cash positive, but I promise you every box, every case can be sold to return on an investment. This is a business. Sports collectibles and memorabilia is a multi-billion dollar a year business. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. It needs to be driven home to people, you're either a consumer or a distributor in the business. Most of us do both. Talk about a collector or a dealer. You're a consumer or you're a distributor. You're in a chain, a line, a chain, a business. And the sooner we all admit we're part of a chain in the business community of sports memorabilia and collectibles, the better we will all be. I believe that the word the hobby has become antiquated in this business that we are all involved in. We're either a consumer or a distributor. Some of us are both. Now, last week, Gary Vee came out on the Rich Eisen show with big triumph and saying he's coming to the national, he's going to start investing and disrupting sports collectibles, trading cards, going back to his roots. Well, in February, I reported that I found on a four-hour podcast of his, a little snippet that he 
uh, actually said that he was going to be setting up a show at the National. I retweeted that tweet today with a comment on there. Nobody said a word. Nobody liked that tweet. Nobody retweeted that tweet. Gary Vee didn't say nothing. The National didn't say nothing. Nobody, nobody of my almost 1,900 followers said a word when I tweeted that out in February. I told you he was coming. He's coming, and he's coming to the National. He's going to disrupt. Now, last week on the, the Go GTS live show, Rob Bertrand and Ivan Lovegren are talking about Gary Vee coming to the National. Now, it's big news. It's big news now. Everybody's making a big deal about it. Other people comment and saying that the ultimate disruptor is not good for our business. I highly disagree with that. Every so many years, the hobby goes through cycles. And once and again, every 20, 25 years, you'll see the hobby will come around to a mainstream cycle where everybody and their brothers talking about baseball cards, sports cards, memorabilia again. We have been ripe for this for the last several years. There's a lot of money in this business and it's hard not to get noticed when we're being talked about on CNN, CNBC, top executives coming on CNBC in the mornings. It's hard not to become mainstream when everybody's talking about the numbers, the money, the trout rookies, the mantle rookies, the cards that are being sold, the amount of money that is being influxed into this business, not hobby. What do you think? is my question to you this week. What do you think about Gary V and his plunge back into the hobby after all these years, into the industry after all these years? What do you think? Do you think the ultimate disruptor is coming like Thanos, or do you think he's coming to wave a flag of victory for and to bring success, mainstream success, to all of us in the business. I think the latter rather than the former, speaking of Endgame and all that, he's no Thanos. He's not going to destroy everybody. He raises people up. You can come back at me in a couple years and tell me I was wrong. I'm putting it on record right now. This is going to be good for the business for the next couple years. Gary V, happy to have you back in the business. Some people say it's just for fun. It's not just for fun. This is a business. People take this collecting sports collectibles, memorabilia. They take it seriously. We're in a business. Let me know what you think in the comments, in the Twitter, in Instagram, Snap, wherever you find me on the podcast. Rate me. Tell me how you hate me. <laughs> Let me know what you think. Gary V, glad to have you here because I'm telling you, I've still got some disruption things I want to pull off in the next few episodes. We want to talk about how to run this business 2019 style instead of 1976 style with all the smoky rooms and uh, bingo halls and fire halls where we used to have shows and all the scam artists and shysty. I want to show you how to run a business and how to make your business profitable. All right. Have a beautiful day. I love you all. Come at me. Hate me or rate me. 